when do you walk into the hallway from the from the garage for the piloting class and you know it's a brief walk to the cafeteria where you've been told you have visitors waiting for you how fast are you going uh pretty fast <laughs> i think i like i'm just sprinting down the hall at full speed and then when i get like right outside the door i like stop slow down and then it's like get prepped and just and then walk in as you walk in you see a quake strider and storm seeker sitting at a table uh they are they honestly have just been waiting there for a minute even though they arrived frank roughly at the same time they've arrived long enough to like have like a deck of cards sitting out and they're playing a game um and they look totally invested in it i i walk up behind them like not really making a noise and then just like hit storm seeker on the head make a stealth check oh my god my rolls are ass tonight oh no <laughs> okay so i rolled a seven but i have plus seven so I, it's a 14 they don't notice you okay then i smack smack storm seeker on the head like, what were you doing what were you doing with fang I, you hit him on the head and he instantly turns around and he says what wind Wind, do you honestly think I would crash your ship? I just give him a big hug before he can even finish that. He is giving you the biggest hug back. I think that everyone has to kind of like cut through the cafeteria. So the rest of the crew, you see this. I think you guys are just enough behind that you see it as Wind dives in for this huge hug. And then Quake Strider just looks and says, man, I feel left out, dude. I crawl over the table to give him a hug. <laughs> and he gets you back, and it feels weird because it's a turtle. They don't have He's traditional arms, you know? But he gives you a big hug. Stormseeker looks at you and says, Right, well, do, do you have people to introduce us to? What have you been doing with your time here? Come on. I, like, look over. Are the Is my crew still? <laughs> is everybody still there? Does anybody sneak away to not meet the dads? Jin does. Jin sneaks off. Yeah, that's bad. No, I absolutely. Are you kidding me? I absolutely want to meet Wen's dads. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh, there, there's some right over there. I was excited, so they were kind of behind me. Guys, over here. Rose would have sn snuck away if she thought that there was any chance that she would have been introduced, but kind of distracted gets caught up in the, the hey guys and has to head on over. So we have Anna, Rose. I feel like Molly just likes to meet people, right? Yeah, she does. Yeah. I, the, Blue is kind of a wild card. I don't know. Um, Is this like right after piloting class? It's Yeah, it's pretty close after. Okay. Then yeah, if it was the next day, it would be more like meh. But since it's like they're in the cafeteria anyway. They'll meet some dads. Jin, you snuck away, right? Yeah, Jin saw the hug and, like, moonwalked out of there like Anna does. <laughs> roll? Uh, roll for it. You get yeah. That's my yeah, roll, thing. Roll a d20 for, uh, for moonwalk. What do you want me to roll? You know, let's just call it what it is. It's an athletic event. Roll, roll a roll sleight of hand check for bit stealing. That's an 18 <laughs> for moonwalking. Is it 18 for moonwalking? You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. It's good. It's not as good as Anna's moonwalk, though. It's not gonna be. 
It never can be. It never is. I'm sorry, Jen. That's well, just... I've learned my place. And we've already <laughs> said, by the way, we've established that I do moonwalk out of every room that I exit. So Yeah, that was just, a, just a lot of practice. Yeah. It's okay, okay, maybe though. Jen and Myers Anna. Maybe y'all are just being mean. Oh, anyway. Hey, here's um, the thing. Being mean, here's the right. thing. But, it's, we may be being mean, but our characters aren't. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So quick, we just but, looked at we just looked at you and went, "Oh, she tried." <laughs> Storm Stormseeker walks over to the group uh, and says, "Okay, everyone, tell me your honest impression of Wind. We know he can be a rascal." What? Well, he is a rascal, but in the best way possible. We do have Wait, we do have baby can photos. Okay, oh, I'm gonna oh, need to see those show us right immediately. Now. I I shouldn't I shouldn't have invited you guys. Uh, over. Is there any photos of his egg? Uh, we didn't see his <laughs> egg. But, uh, you see, they they like pull out like they're like they have like a basically like a tablet device and they're showing like pictures of wind growing up and say like see this is him this is when when he first got in the ship you look that see barely fit in the seat. And oh, Storm little cutie. Like, swiping through. And then um, you guys see, this might be some of you guys' first impression of the monastery, but you see, like, in the background of every picture, there are tons of people. Like, I think some of you may have gotten the impression that the monastery was, like, this small, enclosed environment. There are a ton of people in every picture of, like, all flavors. You Like, even some of you guys see, like, Loxodons in there. There are some Warforged in the background. There's, I mean, obviously, Quake Strider. There's one picture where it's really cute where Quake Strider threw Wind up in the air. And Wind is, like, smiling really big as he, like, has his wings spread out. <laughs> and there's, like, all of these cute pictures with just a, an abundance of people all around. There's a few pictures of, like, there, there's the different like legs i had growing up there's a few i just am not what i don't have my legs yeah i think there's some that are like peg legs they (laughs) actually shot a fun video of wind being thrown up into the air and coming back down with different legs (laughs) (laughs) that was my graduation video (laughs) yeah and then there's one picture of all three of them right before wind left for school and quake strider looks and says Right, dude, so uh which one of you's the the party animal? I think that's blue. Yeah, <laughs> blue slowly raises their hand. <laughs> oh yeah, right, dude. And then he goes out to give you like a really slow high five. Oh blue high fives slowly. Nice. We never talked about this. How tall are they? I'm, oh, I imagine Quake Strider pretty tall. Quake Strider is at even seven and a half feet tall. Like, okay, that's a big ass toy. I was what? picturing Master Ugaway and very small, but like, me too. No, he is nah, he big. Like, Ugaway was pretty tall though. And yeah, then, Ugaway was a tall boy. But Ugaway, was Ugaway tall. wasn't seven feet tall. Turtle, no, and buff. This is seven and a half foot tall <laughs> turtle. And then it's, pure muscle. Does he look like a ninja turtle? Yeah. Like, Stormseeker oh, is no. just a little bit taller than Wind. Like, maybe a half a inch taller. What does Stormseeker look like? Stormseeker is a just, like, a normal human. Like, he, he has, like, like shoulder-length gray hair that is super frizzy. Oh. 
he has a scar above his right eye and uh he's actually blind in one eye so you know that's fun uh he's blind in his right eye the same where the scar is uh there's no eye patch though he just rocks the the blind eye look and he has on like monk robes from the monastery and they actually both do and he looks and says right so we've got the party animal uh let's see let me see if i can take a guess and he points at molly and says obviously you are the rager you know oh i guess (laughs) i just took a class oh (laughs) that is one thing that we know about molly she goes to every party just to fight (laughs) yeah that's fair sometimes you just gotta get a fight out and then uh, they kind of say, why don't we go back somewhere a little more comfortable? Is there, the, is there like a common area other than out here? And then as you, as they're kind of like trying to like get away from this, Jin, what are you doing? Um, Practicing her moonwalk. <laughs> I think Jin left the room, but then felt a little left out and is actually just like hanging like right outside the door looking busy. Oh, because she suddenly got FOMO. That's fair. I think Quake Strider season says, "When does that is that one in your group, man?" Oh, wait. oh yeah, yeah. Hey, dude. That's Jen. Oh, Jen. Hey, Jen. Uh, Jen pokes her head back around the door. <laughs> Why are you hanging back? Scared of a seven and a half foot tall turtle, dude? <laughs> Who's very strong and buff? Mm-hmm. Honestly, yes. Yeah, that's understandable. You can come hang out though if you want. <laughs> okay. Can his code name be Master Uga Way, but it's spelled like the protein? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> maybe that is maybe that's his real name. You'll never know. <laughs> my name by the way, everybody, my name is Quake Strider. It's like my name is uh my name's Stormseeker. And uh, we just decided to come bring Wind uh, his ship, you know? He's got his own ship, so we figured uh, he needed it more than we did. Wind kind of like perks up. Just, oh, oh yeah. Mm. Do we need to, do I, uh, uh, can, I can, can, we, can we look at it? Can I go see it? Yeah, let's go see your ship. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go look at the ship. Uh, and uh, Jen, you want to come? Uh, by this po- time, she's like walked in and is just standing awkwardly, like right on the edge of the group. Yeah, yeah, I'll come. All right, dudes, I'll show you the way. And Quakestrider walks towards the visiting bay, and he is just barely moving. It is the slowest walk you've ever seen, like slower than tree. You really like your slow characters, Caleb. I love my slow characters. I have to do minimal effort. How can he be slower than Tree? It's going to take us like an hour to get to the ship then. Does anyone have a buff to help with this? I guess for a second. Hey, pick it up, Quake Shrider. You guys all like look around trying to see if he's joking. And by the time you look back at him, he's like 30 feet ahead of you guys solidly. That's right. It's like the country bears bit. Oh. Man, Peter Sellers in one episode and Country Bears in the other? I'm really dating myself. You're really hitting all these references I vaguely get. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he is leading the pack, and now he's like, that was a joke. And he walks at a normal pace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to keep this character trait anymore. 
Don't you get it? Because turtles are usually slow, but I'm just like a normal dude. And then just keeps walking. As turtles you, I can mean, there's ass. a reason they call him Quake Strider. Also, that, that would make sense, say. like, physically how he could get so buff. Because if you want to, like, sort of bulk up more, you take longer with your exercises or whatever. And he would mm-hmm. physically have to. So, like, he would, like, be doing, like, the max amount of, like, muscle buildup. That's it's fair. buff turtle. It's just a buff, buff turtle. turtle. Um, but yeah, you guys uh, get to the visitors docking pretty fast. It's a brief walk. Um, you can see a, a few offices from the Outlook before anyone asks. Yes, you can see Charles' office, and he lets you guys know. Like you see the monastery ship, which is basically a big rectangle. Like it is just a big, like blocky ship. And then you see Fang. Um, you see it's this sleek white design that Luke talked about. Now that now that you're closer, you can see that like it has nostril holes at the front, or like what I get. You could that's probably what they look like. And in the nostril holes, there are blasters sticking out slightly. That's so cool. And there's also like a hook under the front, like under the where the. Uh, cockpit is that you can just gonna walk up to it and kind of just like poke it uh yes just one finger it kind of feels like it it kind of feels like bone like it feels it doesn't feel like metal like and while you're like touching it's like very smooth Mm -hmm. not with a lot of like actual uh mechanic what what is the word i'm looking for like bolts it doesn't have a lot of like bolts or like actual like mechanical it's like seamless lines. yeah thank you yes yeah that's what i was gonna say it's pretty it's like a seamless ship uh and storm seeker says yeah it's fang it's uh wind's pride and joy but it's been with i mean that came with you right you were only one. yeah it it was uh used to be my my real father's ship my uh, biological not real sorry that's in that's uh, that's mean my biological father oh you're 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 other dad was a pilot too. Yeah, uh, you're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, <Oscar. laughs> No, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was the best in the uh, from our planet. Actually, oh. I hope to live up to him one day. If we, what uh, happened to him? Say, Stormseeker like pipes up and says, "Well, I mean, to be honest with all of you, we found Wind kind of. Well, his village had been." attacked basically and we found him just a little bird with really badly damaged legs so we took him to the monastery and fixed him up as fast as we could yeah the last thing i remember from that day was uh waking up under some rubble my legs i couldn't really feel anything other than pain and i like crawled into fang and somehow made it out yeah i think Quake Strider kind of pats him on the back and says, pats Wind on the back and says, yep, we took care of this little bird dude until we just, you know, had to send him away because he just was getting too much for us. Ain't that right? Yeah. Yeah, too much for two of the, yeah, too too much. And then Quake Strider says, well, I think we're here for a day or two, dude. So what do you guys want to do? They don't have to hang out with us the whole time if they want to do their own thing. 
Oh, yeah, that makes no, sense, like, too. We can have dinner or something if you want. Mm. That would be cool. I haven't eaten in, like... And Quake Strider pauses, and he looks around, and he says, 500? 500 years, that sounds about right. Then we should definitely get some food. Oh, oh, you must be starving. <laughs> like, Rose takes a moment and interrupts. How how do you guys not eat? How is that possible? They both pause and look around, and they say, well, hmm... It's kind of hard to explain. Uh, and then Quake Strider looks at you and says, Well, we kind of just absorb energy. It's part of our religion. And it's easiest to do it at our monastery. So when we're off monastery, we have to eat. But when we get back, we just absorb energy. And then um, Stormseeker says, Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, what, humans live to, what, 70, 80 years usually? Stormtaker says, Rose, I mean, what, humans live, what, 70, 80 years usually? I'm 386 this year. From absorbing monastery energy. Well, that and different religion worships and stuff, we live for a long time. Our, heck, our, uh, our leaders dwell over 3,000, so... You get many humans wishing to live among you for the longevity. Not really. As they say, immortality is a lonely thing, and while I'm not immortal, I basically am. They didn't seem very lonely, based on those pictures. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get lucky. And he slaps one on the back and says, Alright, let's, uh, let's go eat. I'm actually really hungry now. They got this stuff called corn? It's insane. Wind, I know what corn is. Oh. <laughs> You're the weird one here. Yeah, me too. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we should get street corn. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They're serving street corn tonight, actually, in the in the calf. Oh, is it Mexican night? Yeah. That's mm. universal. Well, I'm <laughs> from Earth. Yeah. Stormseeker's from Earth. Or, uh, anyway, um... But oh wait, you're from Earth? He's a human. He says, yeah, isn't... I mean, most humans are. I was born on Earth. Yeah. And I know, but you know the whole was... thing about most of them don't live that long, so I don't know. I'm from Earth, too. Well, yeah, I jumped planet when I was 50, so and I haven't really aged a day since. <laughs> gotcha. He takes a minute and uh, he says, let's go eat. And I want to cut to later that night... To where it's like post dinner. I kind of want to know what everyone's doing. Blue that night is um, Blue is actually making flyers on the floor of their dorm room. And I think if Anna doesn't have anything that she's doing since she first like volunteered to like help them find Rust, I would see if Anna is like available to help them with this because there's like some assembly required. So they're making like a little body of it and a screen and then kind of snapping them together where it's like a little thing that flashes back and forth between like a picture of Rust and a words that say, have you seen this bot? Yeah, I I would say Anna would be happy to help out in any way. Yeah. Yeah, so like a picture like 
Blue is like building the components out of like spare parts and scrap metal, and then Anna be like snapping them together to make the thing. Basically, Blue's end game is like they figure that anything to like get them noticed will hopefully get them some answers. They're kind of just gonna try and like put a stink on things just to like see if they can generate some action. Uh, yeah, I I really like that. I I'm gonna get back to that in a second. Actually, does anyone else have anything? I assume Wynn's gonna be hanging out with dads. Yeah, Rose would be doing her star charts. Yeah, Rose, go ahead and make a um perception check for that. I shall. Twenty-two. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Got them good eyes. Diligence in her work. As you look out the window tonight to make your nightly star charts, you see that those white streaks that you noticed in piloting, piloting class earlier today as you were zooming by, you actually notice a few more of those. And to the untrained eye, they would just perceive it as like a shooting star um, or an asteroid or a meteor. You know that that's not it, but you are not sure what's going on. She would probably rush to the botany teacher again to to good old what's his name daryl albertson daryl yes you she, yeah she would go to daryl over this you rush to daryl's office and the door is closed and you see he has a there's a handwritten note taped to the door that just says back in five minutes don't worry she's waiting five minutes i'll get back to you on that what else is going on Jen is back within a hundred feet of Charles's office, not trying to spy, but because she figured he's gone and like to bed. But uh, she kind of misses having Rat around, and is uh just kind of telepathically talking to her familiar. Okay, I I like that. So are you like doing anything to spy at all? Well, she kind of figures that there are cameras in there, so she can't really reposition Rat without risking uh. The camera's catching something. Right. So now she just has him hang tight where he is, but she's just talking. I had a question about that, actually. Yeah. Because I, I okay, I I know Find Familiar as, thing back to Taz graduation, is sort of like a thing you can just sort of make poof and unpoof or whatever. Is is this more like a physical familiar versus one that's made out of magic? It is a, uh, like he, Jin can poof and unpoof it. But the the thing is, is that if he unpoofs it and then repoofs it, it won't be back in that same spot. So he will yeah. lose that tactical advantage. That is what I assumed. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like Rat is physically existing and can dissipate at will. But uh, I don't think I'm going to go back in that office again. <laughs> oh, why not? No. Uh, <laughs> well, as much fun as the last time was. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. You guys have a little check-in with Rat. Uh, what is everyone else doing? I think Molly wants to go by uh, Jorg's office. Yes. Uh, see if he's there. Jorg's office, uh, there's just a sign that says, please knock. And Wait, is Charles okay. in his office? Or did I just assume that? <laughs> that he wasn't? I'm not going to answer that. Oh. I mean, you said that you weren't spying, so I'm not going to answer. <laughs> okay. But you, you just see a sign that says knock on Jorg's office. Okay, Molly knocks a couple times. 
you hear Jorg just say, oh, oh, uh, and then the door slides open, and you see Jorg and Cassius uh, both in Jorg's office. And Jorg says, oh, Molly, yes, uh, come in. Hi. H- how, are y- how are you doing? They're doing very well, beating with a Cassius, as you can see. Uh, why don't you come on in and take a seat? I-, I hope I wasn't interrupting anything. Oh, no, no, this is totally fine. And Cassius, you're more than welcome to say if you want to. And Cassius says, no, this is a uh, student's meeting, and I will, uh, I will not intrude. And uh, he walks out the door. I was just going to say, as soon as Cassius leaves the room, Molly just <laughs> whispers, is he cool? Well, actually, she'll just point at him and do her cantrip message and, you know, telepathically say, is he okay? Is, uh, is he cool? Yeah, you hear a reply back in your head. To my knowledge, yes, I'm trying to really figure that one out. Uh, and the door slides shut behind you, and he says, Right, what can I help you with? I, I couldn't help but notice, last time we were all gathered here, that you had a bunch of papers on your desk. Oh, yes, oh, right. And he uh, reaches down into his desk uh, drawer and pulls out a giant phone. He says, they're all right here. Are these the same papers that we saw last time, like, Something like having to do with the war and the different religions. Uh, yeah, he nods and he says, yes, right, these are the same papers. I hide them whenever people I don't really know about are coming in. Has there been something that you've discovered that you, you want to keep hidden from people? It's not that I've discovered something that I want hidden. It's that I don't know... Who has more information than me and want to make sure that no one knows how much information I have? Well, my crew and I are... We're trying to help. We don't really have much information. I mean, we have suspicions that something's happening at this school, but we don't have any tangible proof that I know of as yet. I mean, tangible proof, that's hard to come by when people are very good at covering the tracks. Could you share the information you have with us? Of course, I'll share whatever information I need with you guys, I trust you. Okay. Do you you happen to have any papers written by other faculty? Papers by other faculty? Those would also be in the library. I have some, but not a lot. Okay. I mean, before before I came here, I, I was a scribe. I'm pretty good at copying handwriting. I don't know if if you have any ideas what I could do with that. I just don't know how I can help in this situation. He blinks and then looks up and he says, You can forge handwriting. Is that what you just said? Basically, yeah. Molly, that's a skill you need. And then he uh, reaches into his desk and he says, Look, this is a note written to me by Charles. Can you copy it? I'll try. I don't know if this is like has anything to do with this situation, but I have um, a feature called Scribe, or Gifted Scribe. And it's when I make an intelligence or history check or an ability check using my calligraphy tools i can roll a d4 and then add the number yeah i think jorg looks at you and says take this do some practicing with it because i have some assignments for you in the future yes sir he smiles and says all right molly looks like we're a team she reaches her little hand out (laughs) to shake 
he puts your hand in between his like pointer finger and thumb, but like makes it look like he's holding <laughs> oh, your big hand. Make it, he makes it look like he's holding your hand though, and then like shakes your hand and says, oh. "Right, sounds like we have a plan." Rose, you have been waiting for at first five minutes. Five turned into ten. Ten turned into fifteen. So, after about fifteen minutes, she probably would have rapped on the door a few times, but like she would have tried a pretty loud one. Yeah. So the, you you knock on the door pretty heavily, and um, you see from a few doors down, Martha Blackhill peeks her head out of her office and says, "Sorry, I heard knocking. Are you okay?" Uh, yeah, yes, um, well, I, I came to see Daryl, but he is not, well, Daryl, <laughs> he is not currently here, I don't believe, but his sign said five minutes, I, I'm confused, I don't know, do you know where he might oh, be? Oh, I'm sorry, I have no idea, he might be in a meeting with Charles for all I know, but I'm sorry, I really don't have any idea where he is. Is there anything I notice about the door, like, is it locked or anything, like, once she would check if it's locked once it's like once the, she's no longer being watched by Martha. Yeah, I would say um you make an investigation check on Daryl's door. Uh I mean, you don't really notice anything off about it. Uh Martha Blackhill steps out of her office and she's kind of walking to towards you. She's you know a dwarven woman, so she's a little bit shorter and she uh walks up and she says, "Can I help you in any way?" Uh, he wanted me to report to him with some homework. Oh, I can take that. I can oh, give it to him later. Don't worry about it. No, it's 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 verbal stuff. It's 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 okay. I don't have the physical stuff oh. on me. Uh, I was more wanting some assistance with my assignment. Oh well, what's the but, assignment? I might be able to help. You know, I help with everybody around here. It's really no problem. Does she think she can trust? Make Martha? an ins- like I would say make an insight check. You know. Okay. A 12. <laughs> I think you have about as many reasons to not trust Martha as you do to trust her. So it's like six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. Also, we didn't talk about it, but we definitely caught up Rose <laughs> after piloting yes. class. Yeah, so everything. Rose, you've been <laughs> caught up on the fact that, like, some of the professors are might be evil, some of them are good, like that kind of stuff. Oh. Uh, Caleb, while we're paused from the action real quick, I do want to say that while I'm not spying, Rat is a sentient creature, so if something, like, sketchy is going down, I feel like Rat would send me a message about it since we're chatting. I, I want to put that okay. out there. Okay, then I can, we can kind of, I have something we can do to resolve that. Gotcha. Yeah. So she's she's just going to say, I'll, I'll get my things and I'll speak to him when he's around. It's it's no problem at oh, all. Oh, okay. That sounds uh, just fine to me, right. Well, if you need anything, let me know. My office is right down the hall if you need anything, okay? Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And she turns around to walk back to her office. Rose is not wanting to leave the door, but kind of reluctantly turns and walks away and instead goes to find Blue. If she can, she's going to look around. Uh, yeah, I think you would know that Blue had planned on, like, making posters pretty much all night. Or making flyers. Alright, uh, before she comes while we're in the middle of poster making or whatever, I wanted to try... You... 
you can say no if this is something that I cannot yeah. do. But um, so my I'm a cleric. My God deals specifically with the afterlife. Interesting. Is there any way I could commune with him? Yes. You know, crack open a cold one with Anubis. If I can do it now, I wanted to run it by blue first. While they're in the middle of making these uh, posters that flip back and forth, and we're Anna's kind of staring down it a, a little bit sadly because she also misses her crewmate as well. And then she's going to turn to blue and say, All right, so I have an idea of sorts. I, I wanted to run it by you first before I did anything like this because I want your permission because I know Rust is your best friend. The only thing they do to really acknowledge that they're listening is like look up from their work and kind of look at you attentively all right so i'm a cleric and uh you're you're a pretty smart cookie i assume you know that like my sort of magic stems from a god so my sort of focus is the and i i i hate for it to come to this because i hate to assume the worst but my domain is the grave domain and I was wondering if, with your permission, I could try to talk with my god, Anubis, to see if, hopefully not, but to see if Rust would be over there. Yeah, I mean, like, despite Blue's, like, spark of inspiration coming from some arcane power that they don't exactly know the source, they still are kind of an agnostic and so anytime someone's like a cleric or a paladin they're kind of like sure okay but don't really like care that much one way or the other but at this point they're kind of desperate and also it's one of those things where of course they miss rust and of course they want to find him but they almost want some kind of closure and like information almost more than they want that. And so I think Blue would just nod. Also, I just now realized everything I said sounded exactly like a TV psychic trying to <laughs> freaking cold read a person yeah. and uh, let them know, I'm, I'm sorry, but they have passed on. Oh all God. right, so... Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to say that like Anna gets into a sort of cross-legged position, her hands on her knees, and is very focused. And she sort of starts to glow. That sort of black light effect that happened whenever she was uh, casting spells the other day that sort of emanated from her bracer now sort of seems to emanate from her whole body. And her eyes were closed at the start of this. And as she feels the connection to become the strongest, they snap open and they're jet black. There's just nothing there. It's an empty space. I think you see, like, a, even though your body is still in the same place, your consciousness is torn from your body and sent flying, um, and you feel it land, and you kind of have this, like, projected body, almost, projected consciousness body, and in front of you, you see who you know is Anubis. Uh, it is this tall, really lanky, thin, gaunt man his cheeks are incredibly sunken in and he has this jet black hair that is just like long and flowing and he looks at you and says 
Also, he's a jackal, just so yeah. you know. Yeah, jackal, say, yeah, jackal head. head. Like jackal yeah, jackal headed. headed with, like, a jackal head with sunken cheeks and everything. He says, what could I help you with? Also, I I did want to establish that, like, me and Anubis have a pretty chill relationship because he contacted me. I was about to say, I was just going to uh, go really chill with it, so. No, yeah, because, like, I, I feel like um, we both have a mutual hatred for the undead. And so, like, uh, there's, there's 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 rationale behind that, but we'll get to that mm-hmm. later. And so, we went on a couple dates back in college. <laughs> Nothing really came of it. <laughs> oh yeah, what you want, Anna? All right, so I don't know if you can give me this sort of information because I know, well, I mean, the afterlife, all of that—that's your whole thing. And I was wondering, so a friend of mine's been. Missing for a couple of days. According to what I, what we know, it's almost like... Also, wait, let me clear this before I say this. Has Blue told us about the whole, it seems like he's been like erased from the database and everything like that? Yeah, I think that's the first thing I told you. Okay. Was he wasn't on the computer. Yeah, yeah. And then that Jorg didn't seem to know who he was. Oh, frick. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. So, yeah. it It seems like... He never existed. It seems like he's not there, like someone's trying to either erase or cover something up. And I was wondering if you have, if he might be gone, if he might be here. I and not. I don't want to talk to him necessarily or anything like that. I'm just wondering if the whereabouts of AU, it's 982, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the whereabouts of AU 982, a.k.a. Rust, might be in your domain. He holds out his hand and like literally just like a giant book appears in it. It's giant to you. It's like normal for him. And he starts flipping through and he says, uh, how long ago was it that he went missing? I think like two days. Okay, let me go to two days ago. And he starts flipping through and he pulls it. He says, all right, I got the list of everyone from two days ago. Um, hold up. I don't see that name on here. Let me... And he shuts the book and says, then he says, all right, AU982. And uh, he has a second book. The first book was like this pitch black book. And this one is the exact opposite. It is like bright white and it's like shining. And he says, all right, AU982. Okay, AU, you're looking for a robot? Yes, he's a robot. Oh my gosh, this is going to take over I actually don't know how that works. Well, I have their consciousnesses in here and they're labeled, but this is going to take a minute. I, I, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I, he flips to the page, and he... I'm going to do some research for you, Anna, okay? And he says... Okay. See you next time. Yeah, you want me to bring you snacks next time or anything? That would be so good. Oh, you know those Scooby-Doo fruit gummies? Yeah. Yeah, no, I can definitely bring that you some would of those. Be, One of my teachers has some of Oh, those. that would be so great, dude. All right, for sure. All right, uh... Woogity-woogity. I'll see you later. Woogity-woogity, man. And he does it, he waves at you and then you just feel it's like your soul is being forced back into your body and uh your body was like floating about six inches off the ground uh for only like even though it felt that long to you it was only like two seconds and your body falls back on the ground and you are back awake ah okay uh uh so a thing he is as of this moment. I think so. He wasn't in 
He's not dead. I can say that much. Blue, Blue nods with relief, but, you know, that almost, like, asks more questions than it answers, because then it's like, so what did happen? They touch your arm and just give it a little squeeze. We're gonna find him. I know we will. One way or the other. They nod again, and then go back to their work. Jin, we come back to you in your little uh, hiding hole reading Space Huck Finn. And you are having a conversation with Rat when out of nowhere you hear like a like a squeaking and you can tell that Rat is trying to get your attention to like look look. Okay. Um I I flick my eyesight over to Rat's eyes. As you do, like you you see through Rat's eyes and I think for convenience's sake, you also start to hear what Rat is hearing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. how it works. I get to so see. So you you are listening to what is going on and you are seeing what's going on. And right now you see Charles legs underneath his desk sitting perfectly still. And you see, and you see them kind of bouncing maybe a little bit. And you see that knife strapped to his leg, just like usual. You also hear him saying, all right, Daryl, what's going on? And you hear the voice of Daryl Albert saying, I, well, it's not its not anything. I just, this kid was interested in the stars, so I wanted to let her make the star charts, and then that that's all that's going on. Right. Let me get this straight. You're just having a kid do extra credit work for fun? Yeah, this is exactly what's going on. There's nothing, nothing weird. Nothing's, nothing's going on. Right. You know, I'd hate to, I'd hate to have to fire you or something, because we can get a replacement you fast. No, no don't, don't. It, no, it's fine. I'll, um, don't worry about it. Good. Leave. And you hear footsteps walking out as the door slides open. Ah. <laughs> Thought for sure he was going to die. At least he's not dead. I'm guessing there's no way that Rose would bump into him on the way to the room. I like that you, uh, he is walking out the hallway and you are about to turn the corner out of the office wing when you hear footsteps coming down the hall. And as you turn around, you see Daryl fast walking to his office. I'm going to charge him. Like, I'm going to run, like, down the hall. And... Sir. Hmm. Oh, uh, no, uh, not right now, Rose. This isn't the right time. And he is. No, she, she keeps following him. No, no, this is important. Rose, you don't want to do this. Make an what? insight check. So, like. <laughs> I'm going to say with advantage because he cannot. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Aww. Cutie. I got a 15. He is panicking. You have not seen him scared. But you can tell something has him terrified. She's going to not say anything, but like hold her hand out as a stop. And she'll write a note um, that basically, like, she'll, she'll pull out a little pen and she'll be like, shooting stars that aren't shooting stars. I don't know what they are. You can talk to me if you want, but like, you can, you can come reach out to me if you want regarding this, but. I'll leave you be for now, like sort of thing, but obviously much shorter than that and more concise. <laughs> he takes the note and he shakes. He's like hand is shaking as he's looking down and reading it. And he says, come in my office just really quick. And he uh, barrels into his office. 
She looks around as she's going in to sort of see if anyone sees them going in because she's kind of panicking. Make a, a perception bit now too. check. Twenty-four. You see that Martha has her head peeking out a little bit. She's just gonna say, "Ah, oh, yes. Um, I'm sorry that I was a bit late to that class and that I had to do this for you, but you know." And she's 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 trying to play it off as a, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry I didn't finish my work thing." Um, make a performance check. Oh God, this is gonna be bad. I'm so and I'm gonna ah, six. <gasps> I'm gonna roll an opposing oh. check. What did you say you rolled? Oh, nuts. Six. Okay. Martha pe- pulls her head back into her office and the door slides shut behind you as you walk in. And Daryl says, Rose, I can't do the star charts. We can't. We have to stop. What's so bad about I, star not, charts? It just stop stops. The, Rose, I'm trying to keep it together, so I just need you. I'm gonna say this as nice as I can. I need you to be quiet just for two seconds, okay? She nods. I don't want you to stop. I want you to keep doing them, but I can't help you anymore. I need you to keep doing. She does. He look like he's about to cry. He's like trying to hold it back, <laughs> but he's like right on the edge. Oh, Rose is kind of gonna hesitantly reach out her hand and like give him a little pat on the back. <laughs> Not showing, not sure what's appropriate in this sort of situation. He is still breathing extremely deeply as you pat him on the back and he says, I'm afraid this is going to be our last meeting. What about classes? I'll see you in class. She's going to say, I promise I won't, I promise I'll keep doing the charts, but there's one thing I want you to tell me. Do you know what those things are that I saw? Those streaks in the stars? He looks up you know that he's looking in the spot where cameras are in the office and then he nods slowly find a way to tell me any way to tell me i'll leave for now um he points at you and you hear a voice Mm -hmm. in your head rose i know what those stars streaks are i can't tell you right now she sort of tilts her head and after a moment she sort of smiles and like goes to take that piece of paper back off him like she just she just takes it off him like as if she was getting something from him regarding her work like you know that's that's fine you know like yeah thanks i'll see you in class see you in class so uh and the door slides open behind you she's gonna walk out and as she walks out she'll produce a flame and sort of get rid of that piece of paper Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, you, you burn away this piece of paper and you are able to walk away. Uh, Daryl Albertson's office door uh, slides closed behind you. She frowns and fights her instinct to go to the, I guess, data bank that the school would have, the library. Yeah, the IRA. Is. And she decides to instead just go back to her room and see if she can find Blue still. Back in the hangar with Stormseeker and Quake Strider are get, like pulling out their stuff and Stormseeker looks over and says, Hey Wind, you probably need the keys to Fang, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not really keys, but Right, but the emotional tossing of the keys is still kind of important. And he me. pulls out an invisible set of keys and says, An emotional toss of the keys then. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, you see they both have like these like basically backpacks that they have on and say Right, well, 
probably should go back to your room, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't got a lot of room. You guys can sleep in the bed, though. So, like, we're good. Uh, Quake strategy. Mm, I can sleep on the floor, dude. It's not that big of a deal. And then they start to follow you out. Uh, and they follow you to your room. And I think at this point in the night, everyone is kind of reconvened and is kind of going about doing their own things in their own rooms. And uh, it's kind of like a nice, gentle wrap up of the night where everyone's going to their place, knowing that tomorrow is going to be another day of big stuff. Uh, I have a quick question real quick. So sorry to interrupt your sick narration. I love it. Has Rose told the rest of us about her star mapping with Daryl? Only Wind knows a little bit about it. I yeah, think. I think I think Blue yes. knows something because, like, the uh, crystal. Um, but that's yeah. really... I think those are the only okay. two that... Then uh, yeah. June has no reason to share. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but we kind of have this moment of just, like, a calm moment where everything is kind of wrapping down at the end of the night. We cut back to Charles's office. Charles is sitting at a de- his desk by himself when the door slides open and Martha Blackhill comes in. Charles, I'm starting to worry about certain students. Well, Martha, aren't we all? And you hear a slight hissing sound come from behind Martha. And Charles looks up and says, You still have that? Hey guys, it's Drew, a.k.a. Anna, from Nat Wonderful. Thanks for listening and checking out episode 9. 9! Can you believe we're at 9 episodes already? That's so crazy. Check us out on all our socials. Nat Wonderful, spelled out in the words N-A-T-W-O-N-D-E-R-F-U-L on Twitter. Nat Wonderful, the number one, Nat Wonderful for Instagram. And you can contact our Gmail, spelled the exact same way, Nat number one, D-E-R-F-U-L at gmail.com. Be sure to stay tuned. We have new episodes that come out every Wednesday, and we hope to see you next week. Bye!